I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody pen. We will strive for the denazification of the Let me put it to if you win by one, you've won. The phone went over the side of the phone. It is time to draw I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? Stop the boats! We can't take any more of these people who cross the channel in a canoe made of polystyrene cups and then it tips upside down and they swim the last eight miles while carrying their children in a Morrison's bag and then they want us to look after them because they're not prepared to make an effort. Because you know who's ruined this country? People on boats, that too. They float over here. And then as soon as they arrive on the beach, they get quasi-quarting to set a mental budget that costs the country 50 billion quid. Because they're allowed to do that now, these asylum seekers, yeah. Not only do they come over here and get a free council house straight away, no. They're allowed to set Britain's spending levels for the forthcoming tax year. Poor Liz Truss, she did all she could, but Mohammed and his family were legally entitled under the European Court of Human Rights to reduce the top rate of tax. We went to war in loads of these countries to make everything nice and cosy and safe for them. We fought for 20 years in Afghanistan so that instead of being run by the Taliban, they could be run by a younger, fitter Taliban. And this is how they repay us, by running over here. So at last, they've changed the law. And one of the new rules is that there's a personal legal duty for the Home Secretary to remove anybody here illegally. There should be an extra clause that the Home Secretary has a legal duty to defeat anyone here illegally in a cage fight. And then they'd have to smash him in the face with a length of pipe and stand over him howling like a hyena, like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear screaming, I will outfight you! I will outdeport you! And then the Home Secretary should also be personally responsible for being as racist as possible. So it'll be a legal requirement. And every morning they'll have to lean out of the window and shout, I'm a stranger in my own fucking country. If my granddad could have seen all this, he'd have fucking whipped. Now the government tells us that the other bonus with this new law is to deter the people that are coming here. And this is a healthy attitude because the only way to stop people fleeing torture from wanting to come here is to make the torture even worse here. So this is why politicians make those speeches that go, it is our duty to help these immigrants by deterring them from making treacherous journeys. And to this end, I am proud to announce we are working alongside the regimes in Syria and North Korea. If they are applying 70 volts to prisoners' genitals, we shall apply 90. If they rip off fingernails, with pliers, we shall use a chisel and a butter knife, and in such ways we are continuing the tradition of kindness towards immigrants that has been the benchmark of British policy for millions of years. <laughs> and eventually, even if you're detained in a basement in Damascus, you'll think, well, it could be worse, I could be in Nuneaton, so you won't get on a boat. And then Labour are asked what they would do. So they say, 
we're going to stop all the boats, like the cross-channel ferry and toy boats in your bath and the boat race. So the commentary will go, and as they turn at Barnes Bridge, both crews have been arrested and we'll stop cruise ships coming back from the Canaries. All the old people go, well, we weren't expecting this. We docked at Southampton and then we were all rounded up and put in chains and sent to Rwanda. I mean, we're worried who's going to feed Marmaduke. And then we should extend this policy to the fire service. So instead of using our resources on water and ladders, if one side of a street is on fire, we should say, look at them, running over here to this side of the street. Why should we have to put up with all of them? We haven't got room. One of them families whose house has burnt down, they've gone straight into number 33 and been given a cup of tea for free. It's all right for some, isn't it? Stop the fire engines. Now! Many people are upset about the awful humanitarian crisis that is unfolding as so many refugees take increasing risks to reach safety, often in boats that are hazardous and must be terrifying. One of these was a woman who I heard this week on a phone-in. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy, sick of it. I saw one of those boats the other day bobbing around on the water and I thought, well, who's stopping that? So I phoned the Coast Guard, they said, that's a swan. I said, that's all very well, but what's it doing in Regent's Park? I expect it's migrated here. It'll be straight down the council getting free bread. They'll give it ciabatta, I shouldn't wonder. And who does that Gary Lineker think he is, always on the side of the foreigners? I heard him on Match of the Day last week going on and on about Mo Salah being back to top form, playing as a striker off the last man and praising him for beating the offside trap. Why doesn't he say he should get out of the country and give that job to a British person? Alf next door could play up front for Liverpool, but oh no. They have to give it to Mexicans like Cody Gakpo or Otto Van Harland or whatever his name is, taking our penalties. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy. And what about that owl and the pussycat setting off in their pea green boat? I know where they're heading. Dover, that's where, to claim loads of benefits. They've already got some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a £5 note. They should be paying us. I'm sick of it, Jeremy, sick of it. No one has ever, as you know, ever been able to even begin to investigate the extraordinary spectrum of intricacies involved in knowing what the fuck is going on unless they have expert advice. And in particular from Jen Brister of Brighton and comedy fame. Uh, um, thank God I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Well, it's when you're starting to investigate what the fuck is going on and it takes an hour and a half pretty much every week to get a signal together <laughs> this has been the best bit of the podcast actually and and then unfortunately this bit wasn't recorded was the uh 45 minute rigmarole of trying to get mark Steele online um are you connected to the internet mark do you do you have wi-fi mark no you- i know i know i have this reputation but it's totally unfair it's my fucking fault that pops in vodafone <laughs> e or whatever for their 20 squillion pounds a minute that they make can't even get you connected i mean 19 fucking 34 when i was a child you, you could always 
You never, no phone call back then, ever, ever, ever went, uh, hello, I'm, I'm calling about whether you think the king should abdicate. <laughs> oh, you're cracking up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's probably why it fucking happened. He was probably on the phone to bloody George, to whoever it was, going, all right, I'll divorce her. <laughs> you're, you're breaking up. I'm afraid you're breaking up. I'm afraid it, you're breaking up. It's true. That's no one was the buffering. War happened. No such, it, it, I'm afraid that no such undertaking has been received. And Hitler was going, but I have fucking retreated from fucking Poland, but the signal did not fucking work. Now, you have been uh, amazing in many, very many ways, but you've put on quite a lot of benefits and things over the last few years over the refugees issue and stuff. We've done a yes. couple of them in uh, Brighton. They've been brilliant. And and here we are in a week when it's uh, this issue has come about again. But I want to ask in particular, I think this is fascinating, this. The, the Gary Lineker angle of it, because <laughs> Gary Lineker, uh, who at one point was so close to being England's top goal scorer, one behind Bobby Charlton, and now he seems to be the sort of icon of not the British liberal sort of world, but just vaguely having a bit of compassion for asylum seekers. And that seems to be controversial. I I, I totally agree. I like yesterday when the the news headlines were, you know, about whether or not Gary Lineker should have an opinion about something that's like just absolutely the absolutely atrocious uh, attitude towards refugees and asylum seekers that the government are, are like spewing out and to have quite a reasonable response to it to go actually I think this is quite reminiscent of something that happened in the 30s in Germany which actually is true the dehumanization yeah, of people yeah. uh, in all do, do you know what I mean it's like yeah I think that's quite a reasonable response given that we want to uh, criminalize refugees for fleeing war and then send them to Rwanda are you out of your mind and for some for someone to say I don't know if that's reasonable that is the problem that <laughs> it's that amazing we have. isn't it it's, it's amazing. quite I, incredible it's almost I, like um the having compassion is breaking BBC impartiality and now to to <laughs> and now to have the and now yes. to restore the balance he should now say something uncompassionate now he should stab a panda in the throat <laughs> Because it's so <laughs> true. That's the thing. Is is you've hit the nail on the head. It's it's just the very idea that a, if a person shows any kind of empathy, or demonstrates any form of conscience, that that is yes. the, that is the problem that the BBC has. It's like, oh my god. Well, we can't now. You've demonstrated that you don't like something that the government have said, and so therefore you've you've broken the rules of impartiality, and so you know now now you're the problem. It's like, what are you talking yes, about? Yes, it's as if they uh, right because the the BBC yesterday reported on the earthquake in Turkey, uh, saying that it was a terrible tragedy for many many people that they were buried under the rubble, but now to restore balance, we're going to put the earthquake's point of view. <laughs> So, I mean, the, I, I don't the tectonic think, I, plates have really, they've got to move. <laughs> Why should they be denied access to an opinion that they've been stuck there for 80 million years? <laughs> they just wanted to shift a few, a few feet to the west. And, and if they had uh, better Wi Fi, they could have communicated this a lot they, earlier. They could have done, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's completely, completely batshit, isn't it? And also, um, 
I don't I don't really understand what people are upset about. It's always the Look, I mean, I might be making a gross generalisation here, but it always seems to be people that are wagging on about how great Britain is and how we won the war and that that World Cup we won whenever the fuck we won it. Um, and then at the same time going, oh, but uh, please don't allow any refugees in. Uh, and please, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, wasn't that the whole point of going to war? You know, wasn't it? Do you, do you know what I mean? It was like, we, we have this great, we always patting ourselves up on the back about how we won the war and about how it was like, it really helped um, Jewish people. And, and now when pretty much we can draw an, a, a direct parallel to what is happening to people in Syria and what's happening to people in Afghanistan. And, and, and but that, nobody makes that correlation. Nobody makes the, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, some people have said, and I think Lineker was sort of alluded to this in the 1930s, uh, that when there were a lot of Jewish refugees, as there might have been, given the way things were going in um, Germany and, and certainly countries once Germany went into other countries, then we would have shown compassion then. But, of course, it was the same. Um, it was the same. You're right. We didn't take that many Jewish refugees um during the during the Second World War, that is very true. But we like to pretend that we did, don't we? We like to project that image that we have, and yet, you know, we could continue that 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 bit of PR by saying, yes, I think it's reasonable that we, as whatever a first world nation means, I don't even know what that means really, but as a wealthy nation, that we can in, we can accept a certain amount of uh, asylum seekers into this country, and, and, and yeah, yeah, yes. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I think that's absolutely reasonable. The Dubs Amendment was such a fantastic thing that we said that we would always protect a certain amount of child refugees. And to over, to overturn that amendment, to me, it's just I can't even understand why 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 on earth we would do that. You know, children that are un, unaccompanied, without parents, without anyone to take care of them. And now we have this huge problem of children being trafficked. You know, it's like, it's just, so the very well, idea... Well, they say got... their children, Jen, they say their children. <laughs> but They're really 45-year-old right? Albanian men. Yeah, well, that's what they are. They've got, what they do in Albania, right, is they they, they shrink you, right? <laughs> so that they can get more of them. So they can get fucking more of them. Because adults, you can only get six on a dialogue. <laughs> so they shrink you, then they get 20 of them. And then they, they paddle over here and they pretend that and they're nine. It's totally reasonable to send them back on the lilo. Fingers crossed. Off you go. <laughs> off, off you paddle, kids. I mean, yeah. fellas. One of them, um, one of them, like, you know, one of them ones that's like a shape like a flamingo. You see one of them that you get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back kid, in one of them to Rwanda. Why should we be paying for a plane to send them to Rwanda? Go on, Look, go on a fucking a, flamingo. They're on a flamingo on the Mediterranean. They're having the time of their bloody lives. Send yeah. them back. Uh, yeah, the whole thing with Gary Lineker is uh, just farcical, isn't it? It is. It, it, yeah, it is. It's so farcical. It's so remarkable. It's remarkable in so many ways that the idea that that's become the central issue as well is amazing. It is like if in if in nineteen. 19- in 1941, <laughs> during the Battle of Britain, uh, not forty the the the, uh, uh, the 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 first item on the news was um, uh, oh, I'm going to try to think of a sports person that everyone would have heard of from back then. I don't know, you know, uh, Stanley Stanley Matthews has said that he is thoroughly opposed <laughs> to the attitude of the Luftwaffe in bombing London. Should he have the right to speak out like this? 
I know it's completely mad. I I I, uh, I think it's really interesting the way that like the BBC seemed to uh, seem to be so obsessed with whether or not um, somebody has got an, somebody that works f- for them has got an opinion about anything. It's like it, he's working. He's not working as a BBC political correspondent. He's a he's a he's a football commentator with an opinion. He's, he's allowed an opinion. It's got nothing. It's got nothing to do. If he went on, if he went on match of the day and started going, well, I just think Chelsea are shit. And uh, I don't even know why they exist as a team. Personally, I would like to see them relegated to to a division that does not as yet exist, which is something I'll just shit out later on. Uh, no, he's saying, he's just saying, oh, I just think that's a bit nuts. On Twitter, which by the way, nobody looks at. <laughs> can, I, can I just say that I would share that view about Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think a lot of people would actually, and I say that as someone who doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you, you're aware that being relegated to a, to a division that as yet does not exist <laughs> would, that, is that bad? That feels yeah, like it's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, um, I was, I was finished on this, but I don't. But I, a woman once when I was uh, at an away match, Crystal Palace. Uh, it was up north, Stockport, in fact, and this woman. Came next to me in the car, and she wound the window down, and and she saw me Crystal Palace scarf, and she said, "I fucking hate Crystal Palace." <laughs> and she went, and I said, "All right." And she went, "I hope you're relegated so often that you end up in the Scottish League." <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a good burn, isn't it? Yeah, it was funny. Now. One thing I want to talk to you about is you're very much a resident of uh, the beautiful city of Brighton, which I have a I am. very strong connection to. And uh, so I wanted to talk to you about that. How's that looking at the moment? It's it's a, it's an amazing place, isn't it? It's a very got a very unique place in Britain. Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't end up here by accident. I sort of like you know, I deliberately came down to this little liberal ghetto full of other smug, sanctimonious liberal pricks like me. Um, you know, I can't be around people that don't think exactly the same way as I do, Mark. I just want to punch them in the throat. So I had to come. Okay, that'll help. <laughs> and that should, that should bring people helps. around. That, is that um, it always the, that, helps. That should be on the signs as you come in. Brighton, Brighton welcomes smug, sanctimonious <laughs> pricks who think just like us. Drive yeah, carefully. And then dot, 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 you know, good people. Um uh, yeah, I, I, Brighton is much the same as it always is, Mark. It's, it's just doing its own thing, and uh, you know, um, it's lovely to it's lovely living here. I just really, it, I mean, look, there's so many things to deal with in Brighton, and not not least how dreadful the transport system is. Just trying to get into London, God Almighty, the trains are an absolute nightmare. But aside from that, if you never had to leave Brighton, it's the perfect place to live. Yes. <laughs> but if you ever have to go anywhere, it's like, oh, yes. God. I'll say that's one of the ways you know that someone's not from Brighton because they'll say, oh, hang on, I better go because uh, the train goes in 20 minutes. You go, no, it does. No, no, it does. It says it on the timetable. Oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd say it's like, a, it's like being in a Western you, up there. You sort of go up to someone and say, what, um, what time does the train leave? They say there's a railroad coming through <laughs> Thursday morning. Lord alone knows if that's going to get here. <laughs> Maybe Cherokee's on the line down in Haywood Heath. Uh, yeah, uh, it's still no change there. I did an in town show in Brighton because I had to sort of do the show where I already was during the lockdown, and we had to do it outside on the beach. 
with about 50 people in a great big huge area and I thought right this is difficult but there we are we've got there and as I started this enormous cloud of skunk just sort of (laughs) (laughs) wafted past and I think me and everybody was completely ripped throughout the whole program (laughs) honestly my children think that where I live um smells of what they constantly say is the smell of of of, um horse dung they're like oh it really smells of horse dung mum and I'm like yes lots of (laughs) lots of horses around uh mind the horses (laughs) I was like Oh, stinks a horse dung, mum. Oh, yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, there's right ten, there's wild ten people horses. in the corner giggling, but there's no horse. No, that's there's why no they're horses. giggling. They're laughing about how the horses run off. Dear. Well, it's because we they saw the horses, but we just missed them, and that they're having a little chat about how lovely the horses are. Yeah, as they're munching so, on that big packet of what's it. So where where are you where are you going then? That people come and see you. The people have probably already bought the tickets, haven't they? I'm all over. I'm at, uh, uh, if you go to my website, um, uh, jenbrister.co.uk, you can find all my uh, dates for my tour, The Optimist. And yeah, I'm, I'm literally all over. I've just added a load of new dates in, for the summer. So there, there, there are, there are shows that are, there are plenty of tickets for, but yeah, I think for the next month or so, most of the tickets are sold out, which is really lovely. So, um, but yeah, I've got, I've got shows up until the end of June. Marvellous. Um, Marvellous. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. No. What? Thank you, Mark. This is always lovely. I've, we've been trying. I've been trying to get back on this bef- for a while, but we haven't managed to sort out the times, have we? Just because yeah, we're both yeah. very busy humans, Mark. So, yeah, extraordinarily busy. Extraordinarily busy. And I mean, popular. I've got to rush off straight after this to have you? for a meet. Yeah, for a meeting with uh, Beyonce. Oh yeah. And she wants yeah. to be involved in the latest project. I just don't know if I'll fit her in. I don't know if you will be able to fit her in. Well, anyway, tell her I said hi. Um, <laughs> she owes me a coffee. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now we know what Thank the fuck you. is going on with Jim Brister. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. As you know, we love to get all sorts of views on this podcast, and so here once again is the master of gently teasing out opinions, Mike Concrete. With me is Alejandra Garkia. She's from Spain, heaven help us. Forgive me if you hear snoring. I know they can't stay awake very long. <laughs> That's that lot for you. She's here to promote the latest crop of Spanish wine. How you doing, darling? What's this wine all about? Uh, well, uh, there's more to explain than uh, sleeping, Mike. Um, for example, across Europe, uh, this is Rioja week, uh, when all the countries of Europe celebrate some of the beautiful, fruity, full-bodied flavours with excellent uh, vintage. What's wrong uh, with English wines like Cronenberg? That's got a vintage, 1664. None of your Rioja wines are that old, are they, darling? Oh, Mike, I think you have a lot to learn. To start with, is Rioja? Try to say it. Rioja? Yeah, I know what this is about. You're trying to get us all pissed and confused saying the wrong letters so you can sneak in and get Gibraltar back. Uh, well, I have been many times to uh, Gibraltar. They appreciate our wines. For you, it seems to be different. Maybe you should have stayed in Europe and learned some culture. Oh, here we go. 
I know why you like this. You're used to a nine-hour nap every afternoon with your siesta. You've had to stay up a few hours and you've got a bit tetchy. <laughs> Mike, if you prefer, don't drink our wine. Maybe you like Mr. Trump. You and him can drink bleach together, I suggest, for your nice vintage. Yeah, 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 darling. You know what's the finest wine of all? Bisto gravy. Perfect. Down at a Toby Carvery. Firm but sensitive, wholesome but playful. <laughs> Anything you could want from a wine. Uh, Mike, Bisto gravy is not wine. Yes, it is. See you, Alejandra. That's enough of that, idiot. No wonder Sainsbury's only let me have two apples this week. Here's Matt Letizia with today's flower arranging tips. What the fuck the fuck is going on? Thank you so much to all those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It is, of course, because of you, your wonderful, spirited nature, that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on. If you would like to join these amazing, radiant, virtuous people for as little as £2 a month, just follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com. That's www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. Or to really, really know what's going on for just £4 a month, you'll get a longer ad-free version of the episode with extended interviews and bonus sketches. This week, there's George Galloway's wisdom on the Chris Rock Netflix special. And you'll get discounts on live shows, details of which are coming up in a moment. Also, you'll get the episodes on Friday nights. Unlike everybody else who has to wait until Saturday mornings, crawling around, relying on antidepressants so that they can get through to the to the early part of Saturday. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. Oh, the glitter, the glamour of showbiz. It is time for the announcements. Announcement. Does every other podcast have announcements? It probably does, doesn't it? And their announcements probably are things like, uh, well, I uh, here we are once again this week on uh, Nobby and Dave's badminton tips. And, you know, when I'm playing badminton, I sometimes get the most terrible rash in the anus area. And that's why I prefer anusol to any other anus-related rash cream when I'm playing my sports. Oh, it's just soothing and it's smooth and that sort of thing. But uh, we don't have any of those. I'd do it if if anyone wants to get in touch. Probably not for that, but uh, we consider it. So the announcements are just, they're just issues such as this. There is a live show and, uh, oh, this is, there's only one more podcast after this before the actual live recording at Leicester Square Theatre uh, in the glittering West End in Leicester Square. And we're doing the live show from there and all sorts of uh, characters are going to be there. Mike Concrete and the phone-in woman and the posh cafe woman and the colonel and uh, deceased cricketer Fred Truman and George Galloway and Nadine Boris and uh, Elliot Steele will be playing the part of Elliot Steele the, um, in unfeasibly uh, inexorably grumpy 26 year old and uh, and I will be there and there will be a very very special guest that we will announce next week and so that's uh, if you just go to www.lestersquaretheatre.com and there's uh, there's still sort of tickets and stuff it's love it's beautiful there it's really love do you know what it's a great place to go even if you don't enjoy the show because it's there's plenty of room in fact somebody has 
said, who came to the last show at the Bill Murray, which is a very small place where comics sort of work out stuff and everything. Very lovely, but very small. And they've said it would be lovely to come to this one where there'll be plenty of leg room. So it'd be much like much like the reason why people buy an Arsenal season ticket. They're not particularly bothered about the game, but it's lovely to be able to sit somewhere where you can stretch your legs, have a picnic, and just enjoy life. And you don't really need to watch the show. That What a desperate attempt to sell tickets that is. Look, I'll tell you what, even if you think I'm shit, do you think other people, do you think Joe Pasquale does that? Yeah, I know, but not everybody likes me. But you'll be able to stretch your legs because it's a lovely theatre. Dear, oh dear. Um, Also, I'm on tour at the moment and we've uh, I've done five shows out of 43. So they start in a big way in a few days. And let me just tell you a couple uh, that um, where there's some tickets, no point in telling you things so that you can just, how bad would that be? Why not go onto this particular website so you can spend 25 minutes working out how to log on with different passwords and stuff just to find out that the tickets are all gone. Newtown. At the Hathred. I'm amazed that there's a theatre this size. There's about 600 seats in Newtown. There's not many people in Newtown. There's a not certainly not 600. There's a very beautiful WH Smith's, which is a sort of Victorian building. And there's also a lovely old museum because Robert Owen, the sort of, a, what do you call it, the utopian socialist of the 19th century, he came from Newtown. And there's a, a museum sort of dedicated to him. And when I went there, <laughs> there, it was dark. And there was just sort of one woman I could vaguely make out sat behind a table. And she went, uh, oh, I, are you coming in to look? I said, yes. And she said, oh, I'll, I'll put the lights on then. <laughs> so, and she did, bless her. Uh, so you could go there as well, if you like, and look at things in the dark. Newtown, that's on April the 1st. Uh, and then, oh, there's a big place. Chester on the 20th. There's still about 100 tickets left for that. And that's got a big place. Chester, Story House, um, Bangor. The Welsh the Welsh leg of this, there's still some tickets left. I don't know what that says. Uh, <clears throat> then there's, uh, oh, Newcastle. That place is huge. That's bigger than St. James's Park. Uh, so that Newcastle upon Tyne, Tyne Theatre, and Opera House. You know when something's got Opera House in the title, that there will be tickets left over for my show. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know if that, if that means contractually I'm obliged to do uh, a bit of deflate a mouse or something, possibly. Uh, then uh, there, oh, there's got oh, Fairfield Halls at Croydon, lovely Croydon, my own my own manor. And the Theatre Royal at Brighton on June the 3rd. That's a huge place, beautiful place. And the Hackney Empire on the 8th of June. There we are. So there's a few places you can come and, and see me if I'm still alive. So many people have been getting in touch with us on our Patreon account as well as on Twitter, wanting to know what the fuck is going on with certain things. Now, this is, as they say at the start of question time, something that we've had so many questions about. Andy Sampson. Uh, a Patreon supporter asked, what the fuck is going on with Suella Braverman? More specifically, is she calling it the illegal migration bill or is that an illegal migration bill, if you see what I mean? Is it a migration bill that is illegal or a bill about illegal migration? Uh, now, I don't know. I think normally you would go, oh, silly government. They've gone and made a sort of a, a grammatical error. But I doubt it this time. They're probably going, our immigration bill is so vicious, it's fucking illegal. Fuck them. Oh, we don't care. If the courts say you can't do that, that's illegal. We go, fuck you. We do what we want. 
that probably is what they call everything we do is illegal. Do you know what? You know, when, when we go for a coffee, we don't even pay because we're that fucking populist. We just don't, we don't do it. We don't care. We just, I'll just, you know what? We cross the lights when the, the man's on red. Everything we do is illegal. That's probably what they were thinking, Andy. I absolutely agree. Ian Davis, uh, with a very wonderful name, at Lofted on Drive, which a few of you will get, asks, should Gary Lineker be appointed Labour's Chief of Staff instead of Sue Gray, given Lineker's recent appraisal of the Stop the Boat situation? Well, I, I think I think he is incredibly admirable, really, somebody in that position. Yeah, a very gutsy thing for him to do, to stand out in the way he does. Oh, one of the brilliant things about it is, of course, they're... There can't be many people, if any, in this country who are more immune from people going, what's she ever done for England? But there will be. What's, what do you tell me one thing he's ever done for this fucking country? Oh, yeah, right, a fucking hat-trick against Poland or whatever in the World Cup. All right, all of that. But apart from that, what's he, fuck, what's he done for, for England? He's not done as much as me. I've gone down the pub four nights a week for 83 years and sat in a corner shouting irrelevant fucking contradictory shite. That is what you do when you love your country. Uh, Chris Roberts, one of our patron supporters, asked, could Mark just answer the question, what the fuck is going on about everything? It's becoming too tiring to find isolated examples. Uh, Thank you. Yes, that's right, Chris. And I think this is a bit like, you know, physicists, I don't really understand this, but like Einstein and that, what they've been trying to do is find what they call a unified theory of the universe. You know, so something that tight, because people can, I don't know, they can work out what's going on with matter and antimatter or black holes here or red dwarfs there or bloody collapsed stars here, galaxies there, but nothing that unifies it. And I think that's what we need here as well. A unified, I think we need Brian Cox. What we've been searching for for many years is a unified theory of what the fuck is going on. And so once we've done that, we've we've cracked it, really. We're so close. We're like, we've got a sort of the Hadron Collider sending particles around and around that we're observing uh, with with great, great studious precision. And we're so close to finding out what the fuck is going on. As we continue the quest to find out what the fuck is going on, indeed, with the with this computer, Elliot Steele, specially bred for the for the current generation's viewpoints, is here to help us with it. You're, you're, are you? Do you find now that there are people who are sixteen who think that you're like uh, out of date with oh, technological yeah, yeah. things? No, not technological things, because like as we've just sat here and you can't work a fucking microphone that you've needed to work I on. I can't work the no, microphone. The microphone no, isn't working. It's let not me, my let me, fault. No, let, me, mic- let me tell people what, this This is what, an eight minute section of a podcast and it's not, yeah. it's not eight, eight minutes of eight minutes of my life. It's about an hour every week as I have to watch two. Well, to be fair to Pete, the producer, he never has a technical issue. It's always you who doesn't know. And you go, oh, the microphone's not working. Like, We've well, done something to the settings. Well, and all you have to do, literally all you have to do is go on YouTube, 
type in the name of the microphone and an Indian man will show you how to fix it and, and or what's gone wrong. And you just don't. And you refuse to learn anything. And it's like your entire generation just doesn't fix anything. And that's why that's why we're all doomed. Because you can't be bothered to, to be helped by Indians. Well. Uh, Every week of this book, I have to sit here for 30 minutes. As, as, oh, the, oh, the headphones are, are they plugged in? No. Well, try that. They are plugged in, you cheeky bastard. They're fucking plugged in. The microphone was plugged in. All the settings. And when you came round to have a look at it, going, oh, we're bloody all remote with your generation, bloody useless, <laughs> we're bloody fucking through the First World War. Look at you, you bloody, look what you bloody calls everything, fucking bloody American Civil War, bloody slavery. That was your lot. And now, look, you can't even work a microphone. Hey, I'll let me do it. Oh, I can't do it either. That's what no, I, just, I just gave up because I couldn't be bothered because I'm sat God, there. Do you know what you remind me of? I do remember, I always remember this, going to home base about 20 years ago and I bought a lawnmower and the bloke went, uh, uh, there you go, and it came in boxes and I went, oh, mate, can you put it together? And he went, oh, mate, fuck it, don't give me that. I said, I'll pay you for it. No, he said, and he literally went, a fucking monkey could do it. I said, okay, if a monkey could do it, then I'll give you five quid. If it takes you three seconds, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Oh, mate. All right, then. An hour later, <laughs> he was sat in home base with bits fucking everywhere going, where's the fucking ratchet pinion swivel bloody dowling rod B connected what? fucking fuse? What? I and that's what you're like. That's oh, not what I'm like. With you, you idiot. No, that's not what I'm like. I I I have so many times fixed the tech issues on here. My girlfriend Darcy is? is like this as well. Yeah, I've just gone like, oh, have you tried turning the bar up where it says volume? Well, yeah, no, that's that that works. No, it's just not. It's not. It's, it's, we're not fucking creating code for AI here. We're sat on Riverside, and you press enter in the studio, and it will go. Have you got headphones? Yeah. Have you got a microphone? Yes. So it asked that, and yet some each week you lie to I it. And I say yes to both of those things, and then the fucking thing doesn't work. I can't help that. And then the signal was useless. The signal shit round here. It's attracting shit everywhere. I don't know why. Oh, South London, we can't be bothered to put a bloody signal there. It's not like we're doing the fucking... We're doing it from the middle of the South Pole. I'll tell you why. It's because you pay for the base level of Wi-Fi download and upload speed data. If you were to pay for... What's a, that, what have you just said there? Right, exactly, load, exactly. Level fucking exactly. Wi-Fi. So you haven't even looked into into why the signal is bad. You haven't even... I tried to... Under, let me find out what the what our, date, what our uh, upload and download speed is here. Uh, our download speed is like really bad. It's like 20 uh, megabytes per second. What the fuck does that mean? So it means it can download 20 megabytes per second. So we're like the Somalia of the of the internet speed. Yes, we've got we've got like six point six point five uh, uh, upload speed as well. So that's terrible. I I didn't know this. No, why would because you because you didn't you didn't but you didn't you just went oh we have bad <laughs> internet that must just be because the internet doesn't work here. This is a bit of land where they've laid all they've laid all they've laid all they've laid all those cables under the sea, but they forgot to do it here. Like they, well, they did do it here, but they put, put they put, put they made out a well, rope. Why did you think that the internet just didn't work here? Well, it was working here till a couple of weeks ago, but now all the people playing Twitch and fucking FIFA have taken all the bloody internet but that's speed not and how left they, that, That's us. not how internet speed works. That's not how it works. It's not like it's not dial up. It's not like you're all on it at the same time. Well, this should mean that from next week, then, if we pay, how much do you have to pay extra for this? I don't know. Like, I, let me find out. 
What, who are we with? I'll do this here. Oh, now. I don't know. E E O T. I think we're with Sky. Price Rights, Timothy Whites. I uh, don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've got no idea. W H Smiths. Do they do internet? Probably. Yeah, you can get Burger like a hundred. You can get like a hundred and fifty uh, megabytes per. Oh, like even better. Like you can get ultra fast for like an extra thirty quid a month. Thirty quid a month, the cheeky fuckers. How much are we paying already? Well, I don't know, but that's that. That's just like everything. This is. But this is what works now. It's like buying a bloody Kit Kat and then they go, oh, no, but no, oh, yeah, but if you want the chocolate in the wrapper, then that's an extra 30 quid a but month this, this, for your Kit this, Kat. This, but we're already with Sky. This, so all that be- pays for is the wrapper. No, but this is, this is, we're already with Sky, so it will probably actually be, actually be cheaper for us. Right. Oh, Lord. Okay. So you could, you could pay, uh, sorry, you could pay, uh, you could get ultra fast and get 500 megabytes a second. Of- 500 megabytes a second? What can you do for that? Loads. What the fuck could you, could you do that? You could bloody, do you well, get Barack Obama to come on once an hour and give you a message? No, you just get 500 megabytes a second. That's what you get. There's no Barack Obama Yeah, but you'd want offer. to fill, you'd, you'd There's no every, offer every where Barack second. Obama comes in, comes on and tells you something about his day or mentions a giraffe, <laughs> or whatever, whatever joke structure you are using, he, you get 500 <laughs> megabytes per second. That is the deal. Hi, I'm Barack Obama. Okay. Yep, yep. No, shoehorn your impression in. That's not what's going to happen. <laughs> you get 500 megabytes per second. All right. Can we climb to the top of a giraffe? Yes, we can. <laughs> right. You just, you just, you just, what's happened there is you just started this and gone, I want to do a Barack Obama impression and I'm going to find a way to do it. There's no... <laughs> well, I just, for 500 megabytes a second, let me tell you that if we were paid for 500 megabytes a second, every second of my life in which we were using less than 500 megabytes... I would but be thinking, oh you, shit! Yes. I've, I'm wasting these megabytes no, now. No. It'd be like I'd be, I'd be thinking the same as bloody when you've got a gym membership and you haven't been down there for a month. Fucking how many megabytes have I used no, today? No, that's Eleven? not. That's not. Oh how, shit! That's not how it works at all. What? Four hundred eighty-nine right, spare what, megabytes. What, what do you think? What do you think? Five hundred megabytes per second means. Like, what do you think it means? Say you're it means all these megabytes are rushing past no, being unused. No, it's like say you're on Twitter, say you're on Instagram, say you're on something, you're trying to watch a video. Right. It's just going to load quicker. It's going to be super. You're not going to have to wait. It's not going to buffer because it's just boom, boom, boom. That's what it means. Say you're like, oh, I want to stream something on Netflix. Say I want to, it's just going to be there. If you play a game, it's just going to play. What it, that? That's what it means. It's not, it, when you're doing this podcast, it's not going to break up as much. Because you, you've got 500 megabytes per second. Well, that would be the upload speed probably as well, which would be a lot better as well. That, you know, would be a lot better. That's what it means. Okay, so that would would that mean I didn't spend any more of my life going, oh, for fucks, what? Oh, I can't hear you. Yes. Yes, that, that is, it would solve loads of that. Right. That is, that is because the, 28 megabytes per second is not a lot. It sounds a lot. I it's mean, not, a megabyte. It's not a lot. It's, it's got not mega a lot. in it. And yeah, it's, yes. It's 28. Right. It's, it's 28 of something that has got mega in it. Well, so they okay. fucking named it wrong. They should call it okay. a micro byte okay. or a tiddly byte or a fuck all a byte. A gigabyte is a thousand megabytes. So at the moment, what? so at the moment, for us to download like a gigabyte, 
will take way like 500 megabytes in theory would be two seconds right whereas at the moment it's going to take like you know four minutes five well way more than that because when i have to download my podcast it's like and like it's 2.8 megabytes that takes like 15 minutes it won't be. It won't be two second. It won't be two seconds exactly on the. It doesn't quite Honestly, work like that. I, this is this is amazing because what I I did physics at school. I didn't learn a single thing, but I vaguely I have a vague memory of listening to the physics teacher talking about fucking sound waves or something, and uh, it was never as complicated as this. This isn't complicated. Yeah, I'm not asking you to build the internet. I'm asking you to go and message Sky. I will do it and go, can we please have some more download speeds? We will give you money. Give you a, uh, and they'll go, yes. They give you in, do they give you in a box? No, they don't. Get, well, we've, no, got some, the uh, we've got some, some coming at the warehouse right. here. We've got another like, 85 They're megabytes. not a physical presence. They're not. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> they just. I know they're not a physical I know, but I don't think you do. I, I, know, no. I was joking. But you say no, don't really. but they're in the, they're in the Wi-Fi box because all, all the Wi-Fi box does is that like that's just connected to the wires and the internet and allows you to access that wirelessly. Wi-Fi is just the name of the company that do Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is the name of the company. Yeah, it's like it's like Google. Like you Google something, but really it's you internet search. You 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 search engine it, but Google so. Uh, dominant that you just say the you just say the company that owns it. it's the same with Wi-Fi. Well, you know uh, the BBC when it started aims to educate, inform, and entertain, and I think we've been doing that. We have for the last fourteen minutes. <laughs> this was that was that was that was the Open University <laughs> course on megabyte, megabytes and the future. Wow. Uh, we were going to talk about 15-minute cities, but uh, fuck that for a lot. Yeah. Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, please rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, then oh, scour the depths of your mind for the prose with which you should write a review for which you cannot be bothered to write. If there is anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod. And we will look at every message that you send. If you would like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad free extended versions for as little as two pounds a month, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on? Was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests, Jen Brister and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander and Jen Brister. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. Music was by Willie Dowling. It was produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on? It was brought to you by WTF Productions. <laughs>